Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio as we continue our study in the book of Revelation. And today, we are at Revelation chapter 11, starting with verse 15. And this last section of Revelation chapter 11 will conclude the first half of the book of Revelation. And what is contained in this passage, and by the way, I'm going to do two episodes today and next time on this passage because it is so important. I would compare Revelation chapter 11 verses 15 through 19 to the end of the chapter as something like oxygen and water. How long can you live without oxygen and water? It's just These are absolutely essential things for the maintenance of life. Well, what's contained in Revelation chapter 11 is essential for getting you through what's coming next in the second half of the book of Revelation. And rather than uh, really uh, putting all your effort into trying to figure out who is the beast and who is the false prophet, Figure out Revelation chapter 11, verses 15 through 19, and you will be well prepared. This is oxygen and water and nutrients and vitamins and minerals. It's the whole deal. This is how you get through. If you literally had to face down the kingdom of the Antichrist, this is what you need. So enough of that. Let me ask the question. This is a big question that Every graduate of a Catholic grade school should be able to answer. Every graduate of a Catholic high school and college certainly should answer. And certainly every graduate of deacon training or a seminary should be able to answer. And it's this. What is the goal of world history? And it's contained right here in our passage. Revelation 11, starting verse 15, the seventh trumpet. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshiped God, saying, We give thanks to thee, Lord God Almighty, who art and wast, and thou hast taken thy great power and begun to reign. All of world history is pointing to the kingdom of Jesus Christ, not only in time, but for all eternity future in the new heavens, the new earth, and we'll be on the new earth, and the king will be exercising his kingship here. But Revelation chapter 11 says, you have begun to reign. You see, all of the book of Revelation is about the kingship of Christ. In the very first chapter, we are introduced to Jesus Christ, who? The ruler of the kings of the earth. Now, this isn't a nice, pious, uh, in-your-prayer-closet type of verse, 
Okay, it may have implications for that, but the primary implications to be the ruler of the kings of the earth, what are kings? They are rulers of civil government. And if he's the ruler of the kings of the earth, that means he's ruler of civil governments. Hmm. By the way, if you can tell me how many or show me numerous times the mention of God or Jesus Christ is in the Constitution of the United States, I'll give you $1,000 for each time you can cite me explicit text. Moving on. All of the book of Revelation is pointing to the kingship of Christ. Somebody said to me recently, uh, well, the book of Revelation is all about the Eucharist and the Mass. Well, the book of Revelation is about the kingship of Christ our reaction, our response to the kingship of Christ is worship, but it's not just what goes on in mass, it's also what goes on in heaven. But you notice the elders, after the proclamation of the kingdom of Christ, they fall down and worship. This is how it works. And the world who doesn't believe and doesn't have a firm grasp on the kingship of Christ will eventually fall down and worship the beast, the Antichrist. Oh, you say, Steve, this will never happen. Everybody's just worshiping the idol of their own self, me, myself, and I. That's the king right now in the modern world, and I would agree with you 100%. But I will warn, the kingdom of self is only a transition phase until we move in to a king over the earth who will affirm everybody in their idolatrous, selfish rebellion to God and then proclaim himself king of kings and lord of lords. But let me give you the entire world's history. Oh, let's try for four minutes. I might take five. You should know this. Your children should know this. This is absolutely essential. This is how the world is working. But basically, all this comes from the prophet Daniel, and Daniel was, the book of Daniel and his prophecies were, so to speak, a prototype of what's revealed in the book of Revelation. Very similar, Daniel was predicting, Revelation is revealing. But there's going to be a succession of four world empires, according to Daniel. Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, and Rome. And then Daniel says during the fourth great kingdom, Rome, that God will set up his eternal kingdom. Now, as you know, when you try to shift gears in a car, I'm talking about a manual uh, car or truck, without a clutch, it really grinds the gears. And what's happening here is that God's eternal kingdom was set up in the midst of the Roman Empire. And when you have two kingdoms, there's conflict. And that's why we have three centuries of persecution until the kingdom of Christ basically won out. And what's going to happen at the end of time is just simply a repeat of this. In fact, human history since the time of Christ is the conflict between these two kingdoms. Now, I realize that a lot of Catholics listening may have a hard time understanding the sequence and the logic of the folks who believe in the rapture at any moment. But basically, that position believes that the kingdom age of Jesus Christ 
is still future. The Catholic Church believes, in accordance with Revelation 11 and a lot of other scriptures like Daniel chapter 7, the Catholic Church believes it began 2,000 years ago. And the rapture people believe that the kingdom age will only begin seven years after the rapture. And obviously the rapture is yet future, so it's the future plus seven, the kingdom age begins. Rather, it began 2,000 years ago. Uh, Revelation eleven fifteen: the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. It says in Daniel 2, verse 44, in the days of those kings, in the days of the succession of those four world empires, the fourth one, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, nor shall its sovereignty be left to another. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring them to an end, and it shall stand forever. So this is world history. Babylon, Media Persia, Greece, Rome, in the days of Rome, God sets up the fifth and eternal kingdom of Jesus Christ. And it's been here for 2,000 years. As we approach the end of history, you'll find an intergalactic conflict between the kingdoms of the world and the kingdom of Christ again. And that's what's going to go on in the last half of the book of Revelation. Now, this is something we should get. For instance, do you know why we say in the creed he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father? Well, the Catechism of the Catholic Church, talking about Article 6 of the creed, says, being seated at the Father's right hand signifies the inauguration of the Messiah's kingdom, the fulfillment of the prophet Daniel's vision. You see, Inauguration isn't termination. Inauguration is the beginning. And being seated at the Father's right hand, this happened at ascension, and Protestants and Catholics and rapture folks all believe that Christ ascended into heaven 2,000 years ago. But unlike the rapture folks, we believe the ascension was ascension to the throne of God. Now, the problem with the modern world, and that includes citizens of the United States of America, or at least most of us, is that we are insane, literally insane, because to be insane is to lose touch with reality. In Daniel chapter 4, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, was given a dream. Now, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't just like the president of the United States. He was like the combination of the president of the United States the premier of the United Kingdom, the president of the EU, the president of Russia, and the president of China all combined into one. He was the top dog in the entire world, and the title for that is King of Kings. He was a sovereign great king over all kings of the earth, and he's actually a, what shall I say, an imperfect model of the kingship of Christ. Well, Nebuchadnezzar was given a dream that his mind was going to be changed into a beast mind. And it says, uh, he got this in a dream, and then a little later on, it says, at the end of 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar was walking on the roof of his royal palace, and he said, is this not great Babylon, which I have built by my power for the glory of my majesty? 
and says, while the words were in his mouth, the kingdom was ripped from him and he lost his mind. He was driven from men and went out and lived in the wild like a beast. It, it says he ate grass like an ox and his fingernails were like bird claws. He, he, he lost all of his reason. And at the end of his time of punishment, he says, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes to heaven and my reason returned to me. You see, as soon as he blessed the Most High, his reason returned. And then he says, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the King of heaven. Right now, in the modern world, what happened with the breaking off of the nation states from Christendom, no longer do nations, civil governments in the modern world explicitly acknowledge the kingship of Jesus Christ over that government. And here, this ancient pagan king who was boasting to the heavens lost his reason. This is what happens when you lose sight of the whole center of human history, which is the kingship of Christ. And this is going on wholesale right here in our country as well. His reason returned. We acknowledge that God was the king of heaven. And you know what happens later in the book of Revelation? The beast deceives the world of those who have the beast's mind, and that mind comes from losing your reason, from not acknowledging the king of heaven. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 96 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.